Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright, and welcome back to the show. But before we start the show, uh, we have to give our condolences to two fallen uh, actor, uh, reporters that happened this week. One of them being Fred Willard. Uh, Willard passed this week. Our condolences to his family. Um, a little bit like he was nominated for, for uh, Emmy, three of them in uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. That's playing Hank and on the fourth one, playing Frank Duffy on uh, Modern Family. Uh, but he was mostly famous for being that one person who steals the season every comedy movie. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I can't really say much, much about them. There's so many of them, but, you know, from uh, Final Tap, uh, The Mighty Win, For Your Consideration, Mascots, Best in Show, uh, even in, um, How High, when he was a D. Oh, yeah. He, he just did a couple of scenes, and he just, just stole the show from there. Yeah, it's just like, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, just met the man, the man, man, but then it's like, like, you know, like, you know, like, who's that white dude? He looks cool. That was it. Yeah, really. yeah. So he did. He did a lot of cool stuff. He also did some voice acting and stuff like that. He was on, um, you know, Anchorman, mm-hmm. funny. Harold uh, Kumar goes to White Castle. So the list goes on and on. The guy's really funny. Our condolences to him and also to um, Phyllis George. She was one. Of the, she was the first leading sports uh, female broadcasters uh, that died this uh, this past Friday. Um, How old she? She was seventy. Mm-hmm. Uh, started in nineteen seventy four, working with CBS, um, joining the NFL today. Uh, alongside uh, sportscasters, uh, Irv Cross, Jimmy DeGree, and uh, Burton Moser. And she was the one that kind of started the whole trend of the pregame show, where she actually, um, she pretty much like started the whole pregame show, you know, doing an analysis, who's your picks, why, all that stuff like that. She did, she pretty much the trendsetter of all that. Uh, when she was not doing NFL, she was also doing um, horse races. Like the Belmont steak and the Perkins, uh, Preakness, Preakness steaks. Yes, thank you. So yeah, so she was a trend center and a trailblazer for that. So our condolences goes out to her family as well. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, let's just start with the show. So this week there's been a lot of interesting things coming out uh, in pop culture from here and there and everything. So we're gonna try to get to as many as we can, and ah, uh, and also to um, Jerry Stone. Pathway as well. Oh, man. Jerry Stiller. Stiller. Don't know. Ben Stiller's father. Really funny. Um, if you watched... Um, uh, so many funny movies. There's just... Zoolander. Zoolander, yeah. Just watch Zoolander. That's all you need to know. That's he was, what was it? Harvey Ballstein? Yes. <laughs> just watch that movie. Zoolander, yeah. Well, he wasn't in part two. Was beyond me. I was like, I was hoping he'd be back. Yeah, but, it, but still, just watch Zoolander. If you love how the way he does stuff like that, watch Seinfeld. He was a he was wasn't he also in, in the the infamous Ben Stiller show? Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know why it's called the infamous Ben Stiller show, watch it. Try to find it online. Watch an episode. You see why. But it was a translator of a show too. But yeah, so uh, rest in peace, Jerry. All right, so Seinfeld. Yes. I said Seinfeld. I already said. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's just get to it. So, apparently, there's been a buzz going around uh, in Hollywood. Little did... Um, there's been a rumor for the past couple of years, and it turns out this rumor is going to turn to a reality. Uh, what rumor, you ask? It's Scarface. They're going to reboot Scarface. Oh, you gotta be clear, because there's different types of Scarface. Okay, which... okay, okay, well... So what's this one of? Okay, so this is the scar. The, the reboot of this Scarface is going to be the reboot of the 1983 film that starred Al Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer. 
which that one was a reboot of a 1932 film. Well, um, it was actually the 19. I mean, come on, Howard Hughes produced it, so yeah, you know, it was infamous for the violent. Well, I mean, if you if anyone once saw took their time to see the 32 original, yeah, it was violent for its time. And there was um, what the Hayes Code, so they wanted yeah. to show that being a gangster was bad. Well, they still broke the rules in a way. Pretty much, yeah. They're saying it's worth it, but look what happens. Mm-hmm. So. Only, only in '32 it was all about you know bootleg and um, moonshine, no alcohol prohibition. Yeah, well, that one was oh, was based in Chicago. That one, the whole setting and everything was in Chicago, and then the '83 film was was in Florida, you know, Florida Miami. Miami. You know, and it was all about drugs and everything, the whole yayo and all that. And then, uh, so what's this new one going to be about? Okay, this is all we know so far. Um, Oscar Oscar nominee director Luca um, Guadagnino. Yes, thank you. Will be di- will official. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, will officially be directing the reboot of this. It's gonna. It's still gonna be in Universal. Um, they're gonna use the Cohen uh, the Cohen Brothers script, which has been in. Um, I think the term was maybe development. No, developmental health. Yeah, developmental health. Yeah, it's been in developmental health for years. The script, um, and originally they were going to have um, Alexa Luna to be the 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 head the the um, the star, the lead role. Well, it's probably a Tony because remember, the original Tony was. I forgot his Italian name, but it was Italian. But right. it had Tony, Antonio, Tony. Yeah. So is it still gonna? Is it gonna be a different name, or is it, or they're just gonna cut, copy and paste? You know, like Tony Montana or something. Well, okay. Here's the thing. All right, Diego. Luna, oh yeah, Diego Luna was gonna be the 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 lead. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Not like. anymore. He's he said in an interview earlier this year that he wasn't involved with it no more. So all we know so far is that the film's gonna be filmed in L.A. Well, whenever they get around to do production and all that stuff like mm-hmm. that. When they say it's okay, you know, because of the whole coronavirus thing and everything. Film's going to be set in L.A., and it's rumors that they're already in talks to getting um, a couple of big-name actors into it. They haven't said which names, but there's been names floating around, so none. Of, so we don't know. These are all speculations and stuff like that. Mm. So, um, so all we know so far is the... The director, which script they're going to be using, which script they're going to be using, who wasn't what? going to be Tony Montana, yeah, and the, where it's going to be located at this year. So I think the they said on Twitter like they actually do. Let me check real quick. Well, what else is going on though? Um, no, other than that, yeah, that's just it. Uh, we don't know if they might get Pacino to do a cameo or yeah. Pfeiffer to do a cameo. Oh, they'll steal. Well, yeah, they'll steal the show. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't care. Uh, hold on. Yeah, so not only that, we don't even know what kind of soundtrack they're going to be doing. So yeah, Ooh, so this is going to be is, yeah, interesting. Killer. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting because the '83 soundtrack is classic. It's phenomenally classic. You can't go wrong with that. Um, yeah, other than that, yeah, we just don't know anything about it more. Excuse, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Well, so, I'm I'm still trying to to remember and, and look for the, the actor who is going to act, who wound up, I think, as of this moment, becoming Tony Montana. But a lot of no, no, there are, hasn't there hasn't been anybody has been official. See, that's the thing, it hasn't been official who's going to be the lead role. So it's, it's, they're still being toxic. Like I said, there's been a couple names floating around. 
Um, we don't know if they're true or not, so that's why I don't want to mention any names or anything like that. Oh, and five hours ago, which is related to Scarface, the mm-hmm. passing, Gino Silva, the actor, an actor in Scarface, dies at 72. And, believe, and you want to know who he is? Yeah, sure. He was the guy with the sunglasses that kills Tony Montana in the end. Oh, wow. Okay. Him. All right. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so, what a small world. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, moving right along from films to gaming. Okay, uh, two couple of big news that came out this week. Well, three. Uh, one of them was the announcement of the Unreal Engine 5. It looks phenomenal. It looks great. Was that part of the PlayStation Five thing, um, or was just the 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 an engine in, um, the engine in general in that conference? No, 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 no. It's um, the Unreal Engine is just it's a it's a it's, you know for level creators and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. I mean, just... yeah, it, yeah. But uh, it looks it looks phenomenal. It looks great. It, it looks really good. Um, I don't want to get into much of the specs because like. Like, I'm not a developer myself, so I can't really, like, say, you know, oh, this is going to be, like, the greatest thing all the time, because it's not my background. But it, but how the way they, they did a tech demo of it, and it, it looks, it looks phenomenal. It looks really, really, really great. So, anyone who's a game developer or anything like that, go look, go look at the tech demo, and they haven't said when they're going to release it or anything like that, so... But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they release it sometime this year quietly. Mm. So, yeah. Um, other news as well is that um, the Turbo Graphics 16 Mini already has an official release date. Sure. Uh, for anybody who pre-ordered it on Amazon, it will be this Friday, this upcoming Friday, the 22nd, which is on a Friday. So, if any of you who reserved it uh, or want to reserve it before then, it's going to be a hundred dollars. It's going to be on Amazon. Uh, it's, and we'll try to get a review on it on what we think of it uh, once we get a hold of it and and everything. So yeah, man. I mean, it was originally supposed to come out in like mid to late March because mm-hmm. I was the one who who, who pre uh, pre ordered it. Yeah. And then you know we're in our present situation, mm-hmm. and then they decided literally you'll get it the last day of the year, twenty twenty, December thirty first. Well, no, because they did that because... I know, I mean, I'm just going to get my, my progression. I came, kind of came to peace with that. I was like, well, maybe I'll just wait for it then. If not, I'll just save my money for something else. Maybe the PS5 or whatever. Then all right. of a sudden, boom, that happens. And I'm like, eh, you know? Yeah. So, well, in this case, I, you know, will get a hold of it. And, um... Yeah. See, see, see what we think about it. And also on top of that, too, who knows? Maybe we might do a live stream on it. You know, play a couple of games online, live stream it. Who knows? Well, we'll have to work out some of the kinks on that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should okay. we also do it a, a, an official, well, like a pseudo official um, opening? I you guess, know, yeah. You know, like I have the box, but I'm not going to open yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we could do all that, but stuff. So, for another time. And then also, another news that came out um, this week is also to Evo. Uh, we all know that Evo, the, the physical Evo has been canceled, so they're going to be doing Evo online, and uh, they're already getting. They already released the official lineup, and this is how it's going to work. So Evo stated that they're going to be taking 
they're going to be doing these tournaments in multiple weekends from July all the way up to the, the first weekend of August. Right, excuse me. Um, so here are the official dates for EVO Online 2020. It starts from July 4th to the 5th, 11th to the 12th, 18th to the 19th, 25th to the 26th, and the, the, the Grand Finals is going to be thir July 31st to August 2nd. So, and here is the official lineup for uh, for EVO. Uh, these are the main, here's the main lineup tournament. Here's the main lineup for the main tournaments here, which are going to be Street Fighter V Championship Edition, Soul Calibur VI, Dragon Ball, Z, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um, Under Night and Bright EXE, Ladder, Control R, I know it's a Japanese fighting game. It's weird, but it's great. Tekken 7, Samurai Showdown, and Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which is a gorgeous fighting game. Really beautiful. Um, it's really great. And then they have open tournaments. The open tournaments um, are usually some of the best that come out of EVO every year because, don't get me wrong, the main tournaments are pretty good. Just the last couple of years, the Tekken, the Tekken tournament and the Dragon Ball Fighter Z tournament has been really good. Um, but the main, but the side, but the open tournaments are usually the ones that that tend to bring out a lot of excitement, a lot of um, intrigue, and this year's no exception. So, see, the open online tournaments are Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be pre or after. Uh, I think, well, depending on the patch. Before RoboCop or after RoboCop? Well, yeah, that's all I was thinking. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, depending. Uh, Killer Instinct, the 2013 edition. Them Fighting Herds and Skullgirls Encore. Uh, Them Fighting Herds just recently came out. Really great fighting game. I played the alpha and the beta when it was called something else, which we can't talk about because, you know, copyright. Um, and uh, I still have the alpha and beta for it. So it was really awesome. It, it was really awesome when it came out. Uh, it's it, it just came out still. Congratulations to the main six over there. Phenomenal job. It, a really great fighting game. Although it's only out for PC. Um, anybody who's a PC fan who wants to try a pretty interesting fighting game, go check this out. This is really good. And uh, Skull Skullgirls Encore. I still play Skullgirls to this day. To this day. Um, great game. One of the best fighting, one of the best original fighting games that came out in a pretty long time. That I enjoy it still. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Anyway, what can you say about Mortal Kombat 11? One of the best fighting games last year was the only fighting game that was in the top, what, what top five selling best games of all time and, last year. And sells. potentially you can play as Robocop. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I was right on the money when I, well, in a sense with Ed 209. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So one oh, and also one of the games that got cut was originally was supposed to be an Evo, but due to what happened and everything, was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate got cut. Uh, the reason why it got cut, uh, mainly because, uh, let's just face it, um, Nintendo has always been famous for productivity of their gaming content and everything. They've always been great on it. They've never took any shortcuts on on productivity or anything like that. When it comes to connectivity, online connectivity, 
that's a whole different story. And they're okay at it. Not great. So if you're going to do an online tournament on the grandest stage and you don't really have really good connectivity, uh, you know, it's going to bite you in the butt. Yeah. And, and just kind of bit them in the butt. What can I say? Alright, so moving right along from gaming to anime, there's two big news that came out of anime so far. First off, Netflix announced uh, this past weekend that they have an official release date for BNA, Brand New Animal, Not ju- that's going to be released not just in the United States, but worldwide on June 30th. It was released by, uh, by a press release from Netflix, and I think this this is a great move, a smart move um, by Netflix, simply because they learn from their mistakes with what they did with Little Witch, Little Witch Academia, uh, Beastars, and um, their upcoming series that just that's going to come out uh, this week is uh, Dorohero. Um, simply because with uh, Little Witch Academia, they did that first season here, second season later. Same thing with Baki the Grappler, first season there and second season. There. Even though that and um, and also B Stars. Well, the, what they did with B Stars and also with um, High School Girl and all these other animes that be coming out is they show either one half or they wait until months later after the series has been done in Japan, finished broadcasting in Japan. A good example, Little Witch Academia. They waited almost half a year, and then they only showed the first half of the of the series. Oh yeah, and you I... had to wait two more months until the second half of that of of the series would be shown on there. And yeah, we already saw the whole thing. Remember? Yeah, I literally saw the whole thing because I was such a huge fan of that series of Little Witch Academia. It was a really great series. It was basically Japan's response to Harry Potter, and it was a really great series. It was really great. Same thing with Baki the Grappler. I was watching Baki the Grappler in Japanese months before they months before they started showing it in Netflix. Same thing with Beastars. I saw it months before they ever decided to bring it over, and especially too with uh, what was going on with um, that having a mess over there in Japan. With they were showing Beastars on Netflix, and then about a week or two later, that's when they were starting to broadcast it on television. But Netflix got it first over there. And they were not going to show it anywhere else outside of uh, Netflix or Japan until months later. And then same thing with um, Dorero. It finished in January, like January, February, and they're barely going to bring it over in May. What is it pronounced again? Do you have it on? Dorohero. Pretty hard to pronounce, but. Not really. Nah, well, still. But still, I think this is a smart move of Netflix to actually... Okay, they actually wised up and just like, okay, we knew what uh, what we did wrong, so we're just going to... Boom. Here's the release date. We're going to sh- drop every, all, every episode right after it's done broadcasting in Japan. Boom. There. So, so I think this is a smart move. Oh, Doro Hedoro. Yes. See? Told you I was pronouncing it right. Um, so, yeah. So, that's a pretty smart move for uh, Netflix. Um, and then another news is that um, the manga creator for Fire Force, um, Asushi Okubo, 
has announced that the manga series of Fire Force is going to end. And also, he announced his retirement from from manga. So this will be his final manga, and then he's hanging it up. And he's only 40. So this only means two things. Either one, he's... You know, I guess he has other things that he wants to do. Or two, which has been a common thing that's been going um, in the industry for quite some time, people get burned out. They, they just get really burned out. Um, and it's pretty sad, you know? And then just in case if you know of his other works, his other works he did was... Soul Eater, Soul Eater Not, and B. Ichi. So, um, he, in total, he's only had four series under his belt. He started the industry at 20, 20 years in, and he's just calling it quits. Mm. Yeah, so it's pretty sad to hear that, but it, it, it happens. It, it happens a lot. So... Yeah, so our thoughts go out to him, you know. I hope he, whatever he does in his future endeavors, I hope he enjoys it more. And uh, one thing before we uh, wrap up the show this week. uh, Friday, Prince, on Prince's YouTube channel, they released the 1985 live concert of Prince and the Revolution. And... It's a really great concert. Not only that, it's they're doing it for a good cause too. So if you if you go on YouTube and you type in Prince and the Revolution live, you can find find it there. And they're doing a fundraiser as well to help the COVID nine solidarity response funds uh, for the World Health Organization. And it's really great. You have a total of 20 songs, and it's a really great concert. Very unique. We, we both saw it. Oh, yeah. Very unique, different, um, interesting concert. Can't say anything else about it. Uh, the he song, knows how to play with the crowd. Yeah, oh, he does. You, you'll see it from, from beginning to end. Um, and here's the list of the concert of the songs right here. There's 20 songs that he did. Um here we go. It goes, Let's Go Crazy, Delirious, 1999, Little Red Corvette, Take Me With You, Yankee Doodle Dandy, Do Me Baby, Irresistible Bitch. Sorry if I said that. Um, possessed, How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore, Let's Pretend We're Married, International Lover, God, Computer Blue, Darling Nikki, The Beautiful Ones, When Doves Cry, I Would Die For You, Baby I'm a Star, and Purple Rain. Uh, what did you think of the concert? Well, it is what it is. It's a Prince concert, and, uh, you know, if everybody was wondering how come it's not concerts kicked ass, well, there was evidence right there. Mm-hmm. It kicked ass. He knew how to he, he knew how to play with the crowd. He was, um, I guess at the time, very risque, mm-hmm. at the, you know, because 85 is the times, uh, very risque performances, um, but a lot of... Uh, I like how he kind of improvises and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially where uh, some parts where 
you know, he plays with the microphone, and then he runs off up, up some stairs somewhere, goes all the way around, slides down a pole, comes back, and sings. But the interesting part is, while everybody's in beat, and you're suppo- and as a singer, you're supposed to sing the next part at the precise time, doing all of that, what I just mentioned, he makes it just in time and performs right on cue, without losing a beat. Yeah. Well, they say that Prince was always dedicated to, you know, mastering his craft, so he... He, whenever he did jam sessions or like try to get ready for a show, he would he would do practice runs on stuff like that. He always improvises. Always and well, as um, with this recording, it'd probably be too late already. They it, the, the, it's free to, to stream until eleven fifty nine, and this is a two hour two up to two hour concert. Yeah. Well, it's well the well it's going to be on for about a couple of weeks. Not only that, but the, also they're going to be releasing other concerts throughout the rest of the week, throughout the rest of the month. So if you're a huge Prince fan like us, um, take the time, go look at them. You'll enjoy them. You know, if you never had a chance to see Prince live, I think this is the best thing you can possibly get seeing Prince live in his element. You know, and, and what he, he does not best. disappoint. Like, uh, oh yeah, he does not. Multiple disappoint. times, like I said, he, he brought people over. Every he's going all around the set, blah blah blah. And like I said, right when he's supposed to sing a part, never misses a beat and never misses a cue. Like nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, miss him. Yeah. <laughs> I miss him as much as I miss Bowie. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway. All right, then. Well, that's it for this week's show. I hope you guys have a great time with us. Uh, just be safe out there. Wash your hands. Do your, your physical distancing, social distancing. Do all that, you know. Until then, I am Captain Cats. And I am... We are cats. All right. Almost slipped up there. Yeah. And I uh, hope you guys have a great time. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there and join us for next week. Until then, take care. Yo-ho!